You are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome to PTM Radio. I am your host, Brother Jason DeMars, and you can find us on the web at ptmradio.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and you can also uh, go and sign up to get uh, this sent to your email every time there's a new episode. So last time we recorded, we spoke about the serpent seed, and I want to continue about that. I want to say a few things and and comment a little bit right now. We have a scriptural message. We have a glorious message that is just opening up the reality of the scriptures unlike anything has, and it's done in such a humble, glorious way. Uh, Sadly, many people aren't, aren't delving into it and digging into that reality that we have revealed today and instead they're making an idol out of the prophet they're refusing to go into the revelation that he brings to us through that channel of the prophet yes we honor brother Branham and his ministry we honor what God did through him and we are so thankful for him he's our dear and precious brother who's gone on uh, gone on and passed away and is in, we believe, in heavenly places with, with, uh, with the rest of the saints. But there's a need for us to access and go into the reality of what he preached. Many times Brother Branham would just make a comment and leave it there. God vindicated his ministry to point out that Brother Branham's theology, his doctrine, his teaching was right, so that we could have confidence in what he was saying. Now, Brother Branham didn't always break that down. He didn't go through the details of everything through the scriptures. There's definitely several um, exceptions to that, obviously. Things like Godhead, like serpent seed, um, like the seven seals. But yet, we can enter into that same spirit of revelation and take what Brother Branham said and go back through the Bible, and this truth can now become illuminated. And that's what we do with serpent seed. That's what we do with all these different doctrines. We take it back to the Bible, not to find out if it was right or wrong. God vindicated and proved that that ministry was right. We take it back to the Bible to be sure that we are right, that our understanding is right, and that we're seeing it through the proper lens. You know, many people, they hardly read the Bible today. Um, They say we have the message, we hardly need the Bible, but I want to tell you how critical, brother, sister, it is for you to know your Bible back and forth, to, to read through the Old Testament every year, to read through the New Testament multiple times a year, over and over again, so that it becomes your meat and your food and your drink, and you begin to see the reality and the picture that opens up through the message, through the, through the message and in the scriptures. It's a glorious thing. It's a blessed thing. I encourage you, read your Bible every day. Take 40 minutes, half an hour, 
an hour to read your Bible and really dig into it and meditate on it and, and read much huge portions of it and feast on small portions of it. Keep coming back to that inexhaustible fountain. And, and when you're doing that, pray. Spend time with the Lord. Fellowship with Him. We're living in an hour where we're to manifest the Word of God for our day in complete maturity, and yet we're wandering around in Facebook and we're wandering around in many things that we're wasting our time with. So let's let's take the time to feast. Let's take the time to be alone with the Lord. And then let's take the time to share this glorious truth with others out there. There's people on every different level spiritually, and we could be a blessing to them. We don't have to be a, a curse to them, a destruction to them, but we can lift them up a little bit higher with the Word of God, with the reality of Christ for this hour. All right, we're going to end that segment. You can contact us at info at ptmradio.com or you can call us at 612-293-6846 and you can leave a testimony. You can leave a question. Uh, you can leave some feedback for us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to PTM Radio. Would you commit to praying for a PTM missionary working in the Middle East today? You can become a PTM missionary prayer sponsor by going to our website, presenttruthmn.com slash missionary-prayer-sponsor. Go there and sign up today. You can stand with your brothers who are standing for the message that God sent to us through the ministry of Brother Branham in the Middle East. They are serving on the front lines in the Middle East, facing many difficulties. We consider it the final frontier where the message must go before God turns back to dealing with the Jewish people. And these faithful workers for God are active in church planting, evangelism, Bible and message books distribution, and pastoring. Their ministries vary, but they all face the same risk of persecution and suffering. They ask for your prayers. So go to our website, presenttruthmn.com, and go under Missionary Updates, and you'll see Missionary Prayer Sponsors, and sign up to be a prayer sponsor today. We will send you a magnet that you can place on your refrigerator, and it will remind you every day to pray for a missionary, a very specific missionary in the Middle East. It'll have their name, their ministry, a little bit of their testimony, and three specific prayer points that you can lift up to God on a daily basis. We thank you so much, and may God richly bless you. And we are back. We want to go into part two on Serpent Seed. Last time we went through a lot of points and a lot of scriptures that reveal to us the reality of this teaching. I want to go into some two other portions. I want to talk about what was Adam's sin. And I want to examine in more detail uh, 
Eve's punishment. So first scripture is Genesis 3:17, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. So in the teaching of serpent seed, if we understand that the serpent gave Eve to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, meaning he tempted her and led her into sexual sin. And then we understand that Eve, in turn, went and brought Adam to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil as well, which was tempting him and leading him into sexual sin. So if Eve was his wife, how could he be led into sexual sin with his own wife? It doesn't make any sense. So how can we consider Adam to have sinned if, in fact, eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is to have, uh, have sex? So let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy 24, chapter 24, verses 1 through 4. So remember, Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then God cursed the ground for his sake. So when I'm Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4. When a man hath taken a wife and married her, and it come to pass that she find no favor in his eyes, because he hath found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement, and give it in her hand, and send her out of his house. And when she is departed out of his house, she may go and be another man's wife. And if the latter husband hate her, and write her a bill of divorcement, and giveth it in her hand, sendeth her out of his house, or if the latter husband die, which took her to be his wife, her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. After that she is defiled. For that is an abomination before the Lord, and thou shalt not cause the land to sin, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, to, giveth thee for inheritance. So here, taking your wife, first wife back which you've divorced and she went and lived and slept with another man taking her back and is an abomination to the Lord and it's causing the land to sin. Adam in other words it's bringing a curse upon the land. Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and God cursed the ground for his sake. So Eve was his wife Eve went and was with the serpent and brought forth Cain. Adam lived with her the same day, and she conceived by both of them. And this is actual scientific thing that can happen. It's called heteropaternal superfecundation. Two men in the same, within the same day of ovulation for a woman can... The two separate sperms from two separate men can go and bring forth twins through the woman. So I want to read what Brother Branham says because it's excellent. Here, this is from the Church Ages book in Chapter 3, the Ephesian Church Age. Now I know in answering one question, another one is apt to come up, and people ask me if Eve fell that, if Eve fell, fell that way, what did Adam do? For God lays the blame on Adam. That is simple. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. 
Before one speck of stardust was made, that word, God's law, was there exactly as it is written in our Bible. Now the word teaches us that if, that if women, a woman leaves her husband and goes with another man, she's an adulteress and is no longer married, and the husband is not to take her back. That word was true in Eden as it, is, as it was true when Moses wrote it in the law. The word can't change. Adam took her back. He knew exactly what he was doing, but he did it anyway. She was a part of him, and he was willing to take her responsibility upon himself. He would not let her go, so Eve conceived by him. He knew she would. He knew exactly what would happen to the human race, and he sold the human race into sin that he might have Eve, for he loved her. So that was Adam's sin there. Now, let's go on, and let's discuss the woman's punishment. But before we do that, let's take a break. Thank you for listening to PTM Radio. Messagehub.info is a website that is gathering all the sermons of Brother Branham, both in English and that have been translated into languages around the world. I'm looking at the website right now, and I can see that there are sermons in Arabic, Armenian, Farsi, Spanish, Italian, Indonesian, Afrikaans, Polish, Russian, Hindi, Greek, all these languages that the message has been translated to. So you can go and you can get access to those. If you meet someone who speaks Arabic, you can go in and pull up the Arabic and you can look and see that there are four sermons there. There's the Invisible Union of the Bride of Christ and Christ is the Mystery of God Revealed and Attract, Churches that Conquer the Laity, as well as a resume of the ages. So this is a wonderful a website and a wonderful resource that you can use in order to spread the message of Malachi 4. Welcome back to PTM Radio. I want to remind you, you can contact us, leave your feedback, your testimonies, and any questions you might have at 612-293-6846, or you can go to ptmradio.com and contact us there. All right, the woman's punishment. So, woman's punishment is spoken of in Genesis 3.16. Now, I want you to think about this. If, if the scripture there is literal, that she literally ate a fruit, and it, it brought forth sin, literally, then I want you to look at this. So Eve, what does she do? She picks the fruit. She bites the fruit. She chews the fruit. Then she swallows the fruit and it goes to her stomach. Now, keep that picture in your mind of what Eve did. And this is what God's punishment is. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. So, let's look at this. She ate food, and she started, she, it went to her stomach, and she started digesting it. And God says to you, I will multiply your pain in childbearing. Now, Everyone should know that 
you know, little children say that there's a baby in your tummy. Well, the stomach is different from, <laughs> from the uterus. So God is not cursing her stomach or her digestive tract or her teeth. She's cursing her pain, her, her childbearing. She's cursing and bringing forth more pain in childbearing. Not only you sin by eating a fruit. Now I'm going to I'm going to give you pain in childbearing. You'll bring forth children in pain, and your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. So it makes no sense if she literally ate a fruit. But if it's a, pi- a word picture that eating the fruit speaks of sexual sin, then we can see here she committed a sexual sin, so God, and she conceived a child by this sexual sin, so God curses her childbearing, her childrearing. You'll bring forth children. He's going to multiply thy pain and thy conception. That's what it says in the King James Version. I will multiply your pain and your conception. So look at the animal world. Animal world, once a year, once every long period of time, that the animal, female animal will ovulate. And the male, the male will come, they'll be together, and they'll conceive and bring forth animals, other animals. And so the time period is different depending on the animal, size of the animal, and so forth. So for the woman, he multiplies her conceptions. Now a woman ovulates every 28 days. Every 28 days. Obviously it varies some on either side of that for uh, different women, but we'll just use the average, which is 28 days she conceives. Instead of once a year, twice a year, whatever it might have been, uh, there at the, in the original creation. Here it's 28 days. But he also multiplies the pain in childbearing. So multiplied conceptions, multiplied pain. Now, th- third desire for her husband shall be for her husband. Why would God put that in the curse? Because her desire wasn't... Why would God put that in the curse? Because her desire was not for her husband. Her desire went to the serpent. And then it says, he shall rule over you. What did she do? She went out from under the headship of her husband. She went away from the desire for her husband. And God says, now you're going to desire your husband and he will be your headship. He'll rule over you. This doesn't mean he'll beat you, he'll mistreat you. That's not what it's saying, though That's has happened, but that's not God's curse. It's God's curse is now you've changed the nature of this relationship. Now I'm going to change the nature of my order in the world. Now you're under the headship of man. Before you were co-equal, but now you're under his headship. He's going to rule over you. So this 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 clearly... The curse reveals the truth that eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil was a sexual sin with the serpent. Now, let's go on. What can we find out? There's more to this, and that's the serpent's punishment. 
But before we go into the serpent's punishment, let's take a quick break. Thank you for listening to PTM Radio. LivingGod.com is a wonderful website that's run by several pastors, two of them being Brother Tim Pruitt from Louisiana and Brother Jason Watkins from South Carolina. The purpose of the site, LivingGod.com, is to demonstrate to you that Jesus Christ is still the same today as he was in the days of the apostles. They have some marvelous testimonies, one from Brother Dwayne Lawson about the supernatural that took place on his missions trip to India. They also have the testimony of Brother Craig Boer, who was mightily delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. AlivingGod.com also has doctrinal videos bearing record of the vindicated teachings that God delivered to us through the message of Brother William Branham. I highly recommend AlivingGod.com. Use it for edification for yourself and also use it as an outreach tool. That's AlivingGod.com proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome back to PTM Radio. I want to remind you, you can contact us by email, info at ptmradio.com. You can call and leave a message uh, with, your, with a testimony, with a uh, question, with a request at 612 293 Six eight four six. So the serpent's punishment, Genesis three fourteen and fifteen. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock, and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So, I want you to understand that. The serpent wasn't a snake. The word there is nachash. Uh, this is what Adam Clark says in his commentary. The nachash, or serpent, whom I suppose to have been at the head of all the inferior animals and in a sort of society and intimacy with man is to be greatly degraded, entirely banished from human society and deprived of the gift of speech. Cursed art you above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Thou shalt be considered the most contemptible of animals, and upon thy belly shalt thou go, thou shalt no longer walk erect. So if we look at this, we remember the serpent walked upright. He talked with Eve. She wasn't shocked that he talked. He wasn't miraculously given the power of speech by the devil. But she, on a normal basis, talked with the serpent. He walked upright. Here God's curse is that you'll go down on your belly. Here he walked upright, just like man. He also reasoned with the woman. Did he say, you shall not surely die, but you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So now God takes the serpent and he takes his similarity to man away. That is God's curse. Before his similarity was close to man and so close that he could reproduce with man. Now God says, I'm going to take that away You'll be cursed above all, all cattle. He takes his power of speech away, his power of reason away, and he puts him on his belly. You're going to be the most contempt, contemptible animal more than any other, more than any cattle, any beast of the field. You're going to go below them. Then we have the promise of a redeemer. It tells us, 
I will put enmity between you and the woman. So between the serpent and the woman. In his cursed state, he has enmity. And between your offspring and her offspring. Now, when we look at this, ultimately we understand the seed of the woman is Christ. Who did Christ have problems with? Snakes? Uh, Orangutans? No. He had problems with religious people. He had problems with Pharisees and Sadducees. He had problems with the Roman government. He didn't have problems with snakes. So we see that the end, there's, that's why Jesus in John chapter 8 said, you are of your father, the devil. They're, they're coming from Satan through the serpent. So he shall bruise your head. So the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. He'll destroy, and literally it means he will crush the head. When you crush something's head, you kill it. So he's going to crush the head of the serpent, which ultimately we go back and we find out that it was Satan entering into this animal in order to bring the fall. So Satan entered into this animal that could reason, that could talk, that walked upright, that had a close affinity with man there. And Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. You shall bruise his heel. He was crucified. It literally means he crushed his heel. So Jesus was crucified, suffered great pain, but God raised him from the dead. So here we have the curse of the serpent, the curse of the woman, the curse of the man, all reveal that it was a sexual sin there. So I just want to, there's much more we can cover, and probably we will, but I just want to bring a conclusion here. The Bible is the final authority, not my idea, not even Brother Branham's idea. The Bible is the final authority. Those that are listening to this that never heard this before, search the scriptures, go through the scriptures. You can find on our website, presenttruthmn.com, slash teaching, slash what is the original sin? And you can find the writing on this and the details on this. But if you have questions for us, feel free to call. We're not, we're not ashamed or afraid of this doctrine. We believe it's a great truth that ties much of the scriptures together. So pray over this. Search the scriptures. If you have questions, again, you can email us at info at ptmradio.com. You can call us at 612-293-6846. Thank you so much. May the Lord richly bless you.